Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry, and this is Bible Tract Echoes. Thank you, thank you so much for taking of your time and joining me right here. We're going to dive back, kind of jump in a time capsule, can we? A time machine and go back in time over 25 years today. And this week, Dr. Paul Levine, you realize he was preaching all the way back in the 1930s. But he stayed faithful to God so long, he started, he was known as the boy evangelist, started as a full-time evangelist in his teenage years. And later on in life, he passed away at 86, he was known as the dean of evangelists. Today, I told you, he passed away in 96, well, we are going to listen to a message that he preached in 1995. It's interesting, the context, the perception that he would have, having started this ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated, this radio broadcast, Bible Tracked Echoes, but it's interesting to hear because he's talking about the theme, the thought of this message is, are you afraid to die? You see, about a year before he preaches this message in 95, he had held his wife as she passed on. Miss Dorothy faithfully been his wife for so long, and she passed away two years before Dr. Paul did because a year after this message, Dr. Paul goes to glory as well. And so today he comes to us from the past. I'm so encouraged to hear from our founder what a blessing it is that he was alive during the time when some of his messages are recorded that we can share with you. But as I hear him talk about his wife being put into a nursing home, something he did not want because he thought she'd never come back out, I'm reminded of that old song, He leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. The first verse says, He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand, he leadeth me. And then this verse here, think about this. Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by waters still or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. You know, my question today is this. Maybe you're going through something. But how are you handling that? Maybe you're even facing what we call death. Maybe you're in a situation where you're fighting for your life. This message in this week goes out to you, to your family, to those that are helping with that situation. But maybe you'd say, I'm standing alone. I don't have anyone that loves me. I do know one. I'm thankful for the fact that Dr. Paul is going to give us a little bit of hope today and this week as we look at this fear of death. If you're listening and you do have a fear of death, listen in intently. And at the end of the program, we'll give you maybe just an even greater serving of hope from God's word. Thanks for listening. Here's Dr. Paul. When they told me she had to go to the nursing home and I didn't want her to go to the nursing home. And then after being in a nursing home for 15 months and I go, went, go down there and feed her every day and try to talk to her and all that. And then when she had the stroke and I knew that the end was near. And then that, that morning at five o'clock in my arms and my ear right on her lips, I wanted to hear each breath and each breath was farther apart and further apart, and further apart, and weaker, and weaker, and weaker. And when she took that last breath, I never heard it. You know what You know what all this made me do? Made me think about heaven. Boy, I got to think about heaven. I got a lot of folks in heaven, but my sweetheart's there. Oh, man, someday I'm going to be there, and I'm going to see her, too. 
See? And you get to thinking about heaven when, when something like that happens to you. Now look what Jesus did. He went through death that he might destroy him that hath the power of death and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Now, that, that takes in the Christians, too. This is written to Christians. This takes in Christians, too. There are a lot of Christians who are in bondage right now because of the fear of death. Now, did you notice what the Bible said in that verse? It says that he might deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. They're not afraid of God. They're not afraid of the devil. They're not afraid of eternity. They're not afraid, they're not afraid of the judgment. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of dying. See, that's what we're afraid of. And uh, even Christians are afraid to die. Now, uh, maybe you're like that. You say, Brother Paul, now when I die, I know I'm going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. Now, you know that when you die, you're going to heaven, but you still don't want to die. See, there's something about dying that we, we're allergic. I know I'm allergic to it. I never did. I, I never was for it myself. And, uh, and I, I'm against it, boy. Yes, sir. And uh, it's like a lady. They wrote me a letter one time, a radio listener. And this radio listener said, uh, I'm afraid to die. I'm a Christian. I know I'm saved. My sins are gone. I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. But, oh, she said, I'm afraid to die. I'm so afraid to die. She said, I can't sleep at night. I wake up with a cold sweat on me, thinking about dying and being embalmed and put in the ground. And, oh, she says, that bothers me. Can you say anything on your radio broadcast to help me? I tried, and for a whole week, I gave a series of messages to try to help her. Now, you see, here's a lady that was saved, but she had a fear of dying, and she was living in bondage. Now, Jesus went through death that he might have the victory over the, over the devil, that he might deliver you and me and anybody else who, through the fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So if, you, if, you've got a, if you've got a fear of dying, don't think there's something wrong with you. You're not some oddball. It isn't that you're not saved. It isn't that you're not sure you're saved. It's just that dying isn't something new. As far as I know, I've never died yet. And as far as I know, you haven't either. And it's something we're all going to go through unless Jesus comes before we die. And we don't know what it's like. It's an awesome thought. We don't know what it's like to die. We've seen people die. I saw Dorothy die. I saw her mother die. I saw her dad die. I've seen others die. But I haven't died yet. And death is something we're going to have to go through. And uh, we're just a little leery about it. We don't know what it's going to be like, see? And don't, don't, feel, don't, don't get scared about this now and feel that uh, there's something wrong with you spiritually. No, no. It's not that at all. It's just a natural thing to have a natural fear of death because death is an enemy. See? Okay. Death is an enemy. Now, isn't that wonderful that Jesus went through death that he might deliver us from that fear of death? He can do that. He can do that for you tonight. He can take away the fear of dying. Yes, sir, he can do it. It's wonderful that we have uh, illustrations in the Bible uh, about this too. First of all, let me ask you a question before we look at another scripture. Now, how many believe... That heaven's a wonderful place. Let's see your hands. You believe, believe that? Heaven's a wonderful place. It is too, boy. I've never been there yet, but I've read about it. And I read about it quite often now. I didn't used to very much. I'd skip that part. <laughs> I'm on my way now. And unless, uh, unless if, if, if the Lord's going to come in my lifetime, he's going to have to hurry up. See? So uh, if he doesn't hurry up, I'm going to go by way of death. And I'm going to heaven. Now, the Bible tells us that heaven's a wonderful place. I haven't got time to tell you all about that. But part of it is a city, 1,400 miles square. 
And maybe it's a cube. Maybe it's, uh, some people think maybe it's uh, a pyramid-like. But uh, it's pretty big. And there are going to be millions and millions and millions of people there. Somebody says, you think there's going to be 30 million of them there? Yes, sure. Uh, the, the, the aborted babies in America in the last several years is numbers 30 million. They'll all be there. See? And, whoa, there's going to be a lot of people in heaven. It's a wonderful place. You see, uh, there'll be some doctors there, but they'll all be broke because they'd be out of business. And, and there'd be some undertakers. They won't have any, they go bankrupt in heaven. They won't have any business. Nobody's going to get sick. Nobody's going to have to suffer. There's no more, uh, Parkinson's disease and, and no more cancer and no, and no more, uh, uh, uh whatever you've got. <laughs> See, and we won't have any of that in heaven. And heaven's a wonderful place. Nobody ever cries. Can you imagine a city 1400 miles square, millions and millions and millions and millions of people there and not one tear? Think of that. One, one tear. Boy, it's going to be wonderful in heaven. Now you believe that, and I believe that. All right, now let me ask you a question. Since you and I believe that, how many of you, be careful now how you answer this. I'm not trying to trick you, see. But think now before you raise your hand and, and think what you're saying. But I, I, but I'm just, I just want to uh, illustrate something. This is not to embarrass you, this is to illustrate. How many of you, since you know heaven's a wonderful place, Paul says, I, I am in a uh, straight betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Paul says it's far better there. You and I believe that. Now, since we believe that, how many of you would like to die within the next two minutes and go there? What's that much better? Raise your hand. How many? Well, I only see, I saw one and a half. <laughs> But I didn't raise my hand. Did you notice I didn't raise my I was I was pointing. I, was, I didn't raise my hand. My hand's down here. Uh, I don't know about you. I know heaven's a wonderful place. I know it's a wonderful place. I know it's far better there. But if, I got, if I'm going to have to die to get there, I'll just wait a while. I'm going to stay here with a cancer. I got a cancer now, you know. And I got, uh, I got uh, shingles. And if I have to die to get to heaven, I'm just going to stay here with the cancer and stay here with the shingles and stay here with the tears and, and heartaches and pain and everything else. You see, well, what's the matter with us anyhow? Don't, don't we want to go to heaven? Of course we want to go to heaven. Well, uh, let me ask you another question. Supposing, how many would like to have Jesus Christ come back tonight, take us all to heaven right now? Let's see your hands. Sure you would. My hand's up on that one, boy. Absent from the body, present with the Lord, the dead in Christ that shall rise in, and then we, we are trial alive and remain so caught up together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Now, if we could go to heaven that way, we'd all like to go tonight. But if we got to die to get to heaven, we're going to wait a while. Now, that's just the way we are. <laughs> and there's no use trying to evade it and try to be real pious and holy and say, no, that's not the way it is. I want to die right now. No, we don't want to die right now if we think about it. We want to wait a while before we die and suffer a little bit more and cry a little bit more. You know, as we just listened to Dr. Paul bear his heart, what a blessing it is that he was so transparent even through these difficult things. I'm reminded of the fact that we, you and I, have the opportunity to impact those around us as well. And so I'd ask you today, maybe you're listening, you're a Christian friend, you know where you're going when you die. Who are you sharing that with? Or maybe you're listening right now and you're saying, I'm being confronted right in my face. And maybe I don't even have health problems, but I know for a fact that if I die today, I'm not guaranteed my eternity. What, what would happen to me? If you're listening right now, there is hope. This Bible 
that I have right here on my desk in front of me. It is God's word. It tells us how we can pass from death to life, how we can lose that fear of death by placing our trust in God's son. And I'd love to hear from you. If you'd reach out to me, would you please text me at 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. It would be my pleasure to take this Bible and to explain to you how you can know for sure where you're going and put your faith and trust in Christ. If you're listening right now and you need to tell someone about him, about your salvation, you need to share your testimony. An easy way to do that is with Gospel Tracks. You can go to BibleTracksInc.org today. They're free. They've been for 85 years and we ain't planning on changing that. BibleTracksInc.org will send you a sample booklet for free. Thank you so much for listening. My prayer, as always, is that you have a great day for his glory. I'm going to say God bless because I truly believe he will if you're living for him. I'm Michael Curry. This This is Bible Tract Echoes. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracts Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracts, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve him.